Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Welcome to another Arscast on Arsblog.com in association with OleOle.com. Uh, it's near the end of the season, and if you hear some strange noises during the recording of this Arscast, it's because it's a beautiful day here in Dublin, and I'm sitting here with the window open. Uh, so if there are birds twittering or, or lawnmowers going off or, or traffic or uh, police helicopters around, don't pay any attention to it. I just hope that a wasp doesn't fly in and somehow get down my pants and sting me right on my anus. That would be really, really bad. Well, what else is there to say about that? Coming up on this week's Arsecast, we have got all your usual favourites. The man in the bar is here. Arsene Wenger Hawkins is here. The legend that is Perry Groves returns for another blog chat. And there's all sorts of other bits and pieces of crap and what have you in there. So what's been happening since we spoke in last? Well, it's been a bad week in Europe for most English sides. Um, the dream final of United versus Chelsea um, will now take place at Wembley instead of Athens. And it won't be for the Champions League. It'll be for the FA Cup. A fairly toothless performance from United and uh, Chelsea. <laughs> Out on penalties again. What can you do except laugh? In terms of Arsenal... What's been happening? Uh, not much. It's been a quiet week. We played Fulham on Sunday. Uh, a great goal uh, to start with early uh, from Baptista. And then after he reverted to type after that. Um, we had uh, other goals, of course, from Adibayor uh, to sort of clinch it after Fulham had been let back into the game after some crazy goalkeeping from Jens Lehmann. Um, and he's worrying me, I have to say. I know everyone says he's a great keeper, and he is a great keeper, but... but 
His brain seems to be, you know, not quite, not quite with it. Maybe it's end of season stuff, but still, you would expect better uh, from Jens. Um, and uh, he, of course, has signed a new contract and and will be at the club next year. Whether or not he's going to be number one for the whole year remains to be seen. Um, so, as you said, Adi Bayor scored, and Gilberto got his ninth league goal of the season uh, with about how many penalties is that now for Gilberto? Must be five, at least five. No. Um, so there you go, a three-one win over Fulham, who look like they are going down. Uh, this week we have got Chelsea on Sunday at the Grove, and depending on what happens in the Manchester derby tomorrow between Manchester City and Manchester United, of course, not Manchester Rovers and Manchester Academicals, that's a different sport altogether. But anyway, depending on what happens in that game, United could win the league if we beat Chelsea. Now, I know a lot of people are sort of confused and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for, conflicted, about who they want to win the league. But to me, I suppose if you have to choose, it, it would have to be United because at least they're a football team. You know, they're, yeah, we've had some rivalries. We, we've hated each other in the past. We've called them names and made fun of them and they've done the same to us. And But that's been born out of out of a uh, footballing rivalry that's created uh, by each club organically. By bringing in good manager, good players, um, based on the resources available to each club. And of course, then you've got Chelsea that's come along and won it the last two years, but it's false. It's absolutely false. But then some people will say, well, if Chelsea's so false, wouldn't it be better for Chelsea to win the title? Well, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And of course, the one thing you have to bear in mind, of course, is that Chelsea have Ashley Cole. And Ashley Cole went on and on and on and on about how he made the right move to Chelsea because he wanted to win medals. Well, he got a Carling Cup medal for being a substitute. And the most productive thing he did that day was run up and down the sidelines while he was warming up, kissing the Chelsea badge in front of Arsenal fans. Little cunt. Um, So, no Champions League medal for Ashley and no league title medal for Ashley would make United winning the league absolutely acceptable to me. Anything that causes him more misery is good, despite whoever that might cheer up. That's the way I look at it anyway. We'll uh, look a little bit more ahead to the Chelsea game later on in the podcast. Now then, is there a specific theme running through this show? Who can tell? Arsene Wenger Hawkins is here, though. So there I was driving along when my agent phoned me up. Hey, Arsene Wenger Hawkins, he said, you know that club you love? that you have supported since you were a boy? Well, they have offered to double your wages. Wow, that's fantastic. I said, I nearly swerved off the road with excitement. In fact, I did swerve off the road and careered into a bus full of orphans, killing them all. But I didn't mind. I just had my wages doubled. Not only that I had a pop star wife, who did all those things to me that other women wouldn't do because they didn't want to get dirt underneath their fingernails, and life was good. Then this Russian-sounding Portuguese bloke came up to me and said, I want you. I said, what? He said, I want you. I said, in what manner do you want me? He said, as a footballer first. After that we'll see what happens. Wink wink. 
I said, and do I have you brought this Uncle Fester looking cunt with you? Do you think making me look at his disgusting, ugly face will help your cause? He said, we'll pay you 90,000 pounds a week. I said, really, there's more to life than money. If I was earning 100 pounds a week and you offered me 90,000 pounds then I'd think about it, but I have a long career ahead of me at the club I love, so you can fuck off. Then I made a phone call and in came my friend, Dr. Chippy, and he brought with him a grizzly bear who raped the Russian-sounding Portuguese bloke and tore the stomach out of the bald cunt. Some people have principles, you know. Little cunts don't know. Puxy, lying, cheating, greedy, stupid little cunts don't. Oh, yes. Arson Finger Hawkins will, of course, be back on next week's Arsecast. Now then, uh, late last year, two football books were released. One was written by a money-hungry, greedy, duplicitous, avaricious, lying little cunt with the face of a cunt who looks like a cunt and actually is a cunt. And the other was written by Perry Groves. Uh, back then, Arsblog launched a campaign uh, to ensure that Perry's book sold more copies than Ashley Cole's book. And it seems to have worked. It was picked up by the mainstream media, if you will, reported in newspapers, on other websites, uh, on message boards, internet forums, carved on walls. In fact, it was so popular, this campaign, that uh, the person who invented the time machine went back in time and did cave drawings somewhere deep in the south of France to ensure that it would be enshrined in the minds of generations and generations of people that when these books came out, they should buy Perry Grove's book and not Ashley Cole's book. Back then, as part of the campaign, uh, Perry actually appeared on the Arsecast, one of the very early Arsecasts, uh, which gave the, the whole thing a bit of credibility, which, you know, I desperately need at the best of times, um, and uh, things kicked on from there. So I, I was delighted earlier this week to chat to Perry again to find out how things have gone since then, and we'll talk a little bit about Arsenal and what's been going on there since we spoke to him last. So here's this week's blog chat with Perry Groves. Right now in the Arscast, I'm very happy to welcome back Perry Groves. Hi, Perry. How you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Um, uh, all right, I'm stuck in traffic at the moment, but at least I'm, I'm only missing the main United... Milan games, that's not that classic, really. <laughs> All right, when, when we spoke to you last, the, the book was just coming out, and we were very uh, keen to make sure that it sold more copies than Ashley Cole. I think it turns out it did sell an awful lot more copies than Ashley Cole. How, how, is, how have you been going with the book and the reaction that you've got to it from fans and, and supporters groups and everything? You did a great job for me because you were one of the first people that I spoke to uh, about the book. Um, and obviously you mentioned the Ashley Cole uh, scenario where... In, in hindsight, it was lucky that our, both our books come out at the same time, although it wasn't planned, um, because my book uh, obviously was uh, how privileged I was to play and uh, how honoured I was to play and what a great time we had. And these were the self-serving, how hard done by he was um, and how lucky Arsenal was to have him. Um, and um, there was a campaign that was launched, and uh, thankfully all the Arsenal fans, which I'm forever grateful to, have, have got behind it, and it... Um, I think it outsold Ashley Coles by about four or five to one, and I was, I was amazed, um, obviously, at the reaction uh, of fans buying it. But the, the best thing about it is, when people bought it, they've come up to me and said to him, "Read your book, loved it, made me laugh." So that that was all I was sort of after, really. You know, just giving insight to uh, what football was like off the pitch, um, 
But especially if Arsenal fans have enjoyed it, then that means that, that's all the more pleasing for me because it's you know I'm, at, in the end I'm a fan just the same as what they are. Brilliant. And has it has it meant um, a sort of a higher profile, maybe a bit more media work and things like that? Yes, it has. Yeah, it's, it's all sort of rolled one from another after doing uh, interviews with people like yourself and you know like radio interviews and and, and uh, interviews in the paper. Then I think people have probably forgotten about me to be honest, and um, and then it sort of brings you back to their attention. And then reading the book. I think hopefully the book comes across that I was like um, like Arsenal through and through, and it was you know a privilege for me to play. None of all this rubbish like kissing your badge to prove you know how much it meant to you. So um, at least it's an honest bare knuckle book, um, and it has helped you know, just uh, raise the profile a little bit. And um, doing the court stuff at Arsenal as well before the games uh, has helped. And um, I just I just find it you know um, quite humbling that people. One, do remember you, and number two, want to talk to you. Brilliant. Well, that's fantastic. Um, let's talk a little bit about Arsenal then. Everything looked quite bright this season up until the Carling Cup final, and, and after the Carling Cup final, uh, it took a bit of a nosedive, didn't it? Um, how did you see the, the reaction of the team after after that sort of disappointment and going out of Europe? Um, how did you see things? I didn't see, to be honest, I didn't see as much as the, the Carling Cup final as a turning point. I, I think... It was a, a combination of things. Um, Van Persie getting injured uh, in and around Christmas time, where he looked like he was going to come to the form and be a major player, which I'm sure he will be next year. Uh, Henri hasn't been himself all season, which people can see that he's, he's probably, you know, whether it's fatigue or he's picked up a few injuries. So with those two, you're missing sort of 30, 35 goals. And if you go back through the season, the thing that Arsenal, every game that I've seen him play... Um, They've dominated most of the games. In even the games that they haven't dominated, they always have five or six clear-cut chances. And they haven't been ruthless enough in, in taking those chances. And then when you're playing against the better sides, they'll, they'll punish you. So um, it's been a, quite a big learning curve for them. And what they've got to get next year is just get a, get a little bit more resilience, maybe learn to, to win ugly um, rather than the beautiful football that they can play. Um, and I, I'm expecting a big, big season next year. I wouldn't expect too many uh, major signings because I think that the way that Arsene Wenger will be looking at it is uh, he's got Diaby coming back. So he's your sort of forceful, strong midfield player that they've been missing. Um, you've got Van Persie coming back, uh, obviously, from injury. You've got Enrico. So really, you're getting like three major players. Um, if it was me, I'd be looking to sign a couple just to freshen out. Every team needs to be freshened up a little bit, you know, just to keep the other players on their toes and get the competition for places. Um, they're probably missing um, uh, a workman-like midfield player. And I wouldn't put Jarby in that class because, in that class because he, to be honest, he's, he's going to be a world, world-class star. Um, his, his physical presence will help Cesc Fabregas immensely. But I still think you need a, a Ray Tyler type of player uh, in there. Um, in some games when the game gets tough or people can look to them, you know, and think, right, we've got to roll our sleeves up here and, and they lead by example. But you, you've got to have someone in there who's going to sort of pull the team up by the scruff of his neck. Um, and when Diaby came back into the side, the couple of times I saw him at the Emirates, especially the Man City game at home, he completely dominated and, and drove that game and drove Arsenal forward. So it was only 20, 25 minutes um, and the pace of their game was totally different. I mean, when he went off, they lost a little by big direction. So um, I'm expecting that the younger players have got, uh, got to grow up next year. They've had their, um, you get a saying in football where you get your first season free, where no one knows anything about you. 
um, and next year everybody can see how fantastically talented they are and the ability they've got. Now they've got to prove that they're going to be great players and they only do that by going on winning trophies. Sure, it's a bit make or break, isn't it, for some of them because um, uh, the standards, Arsene Wenger has set the standards you know, very high since he came to Arsenal and, and for nine years we didn't finish any lower than second. We've now had sure. two seasons where I suppose we're going to finish fourth unless you know, we can overtake Liverpool. Uh, sure. The standards uh, have been set, so you're, you're judged by them in a way. So if... If we don't do it next season, there's big pressure not only on the players but on the manager as well. Um, there'll be pressure. Arsene Wenger will be manager for as long as what he wants to be manager. Um, when you're looking around, he took the club onto another level, which George Brown started obviously back in the 80s. Um, with the way that he, if you ask any Arsenal fans now, the way that he wants to play football, you can hear all the Chelsea fans moaning about Marina. Although they've won two championships in the last two years, this year their football hasn't been particularly attractive and easy on the eye. Um, and the way that Arsenal playing now, if you can emulate Manchester United as, it, as an example of playing the game in the right way, because people are paying a lot of money these days to go and watch the Premier League games. So I think fans have the right to be entertained. And they're getting that at the Emirates, but they're not getting the winning, uh, winning of trophies at the moment. So uh, Veng will be there as long as what he wants to be manager. Um, as for the players... Uh, you might see uh, a few changes because potential is great, but you've got to, you know, have the end product to it. So, but I've got every confidence in in the young players uh, next year, definitely. Okay. Um, one thing you talk about Arsene Wenger, and obviously the the David Dean situation is is uh, is very much in the news at the moment. Were you number one surprised about uh, David Dean and the manner of his departure from the club and the reasons behind it? Uh, and what would you think generally? What are your feelings about Arsenal being taken over by an American like Stan Kroenke? I was amazed that David Dean left uh, as quickly uh, and as abruptly as what he did. Because make no mistake, David Dean is Arsenal. Through and through, he's very, very, very close to Arsene Wenger. They've been both of instrumental in, in taking the club forward. And trust me, David Dean has only got Arsenal's uh, best interests at heart. And I think what you've got at the moment is you've got two um, sets of people who have both got Arsenal's best interests at heart, but have both uh, think that the club is going in different directions. You've got the old traditional, you know, the board members who uh, want to keep the traditions quite rightly of Arsenal and um, you know what's been uh, going over the years. And you've got David Dean as the sort of the, the go-getting, um, entrepreneurial type of figure. Um, and he When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those, I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify. <laughs> 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. We realise is with all the takeovers that gone at other clubs at Liverpool, Aston Villa, gone on at Manchester United to be up there. And make no mistake, he wants to make Arsenal the biggest club in the world and the best club in the world. And they probably looked at it and thought, we, we, we're not going to do that with um, the way we're going at the moment because we need some other investment. He would have gone and done his homework on Kronk. Um, so you're not just getting a rogue billionaire coming in who's got no interest in football. Um, and if there was to be a takeover, then I, as an Arsenal fan, I would want someone like David Dean involved in it because even though the club would be going in an exciting direction, you would know that you've got someone in there who's battling on behalf of the club and the best interest. If you get someone else coming to take over, you don't know what you're going to get. So, uh, And I'd be very surprised if, if David Dean um, doesn't resurface as a takeover bid or somewhere along the line. I think he'll come back with a, you know, with a sort of a, uh, a, is it a hostile takeover bid, I think they call it. Sure, OK. Um, but, but, yeah, but that hasn't finished. That's got still plenty to run, I think. Yeah, I don't think we've heard the end of that one. I, I suppose one thing that we would say is that uh, Arsene is very much his own man, isn't he? His future is not necessarily uh, tied directly with David Dean, despite how no. how much they've worked together. No, no, they, uh, the, the, I wouldn't say, you know, just because David Dean has gone, um, Arsene Wenger was thinking, right, I'm going. David Dean was definitely probably his closest ally, you know, within the club, and they probably could see, um, you know, the club that they wanted, the direction they wanted to take it you know, into. But make no mistake... This isn't like the death knell of Arsenal Football Club. David Dean, at the end of the day, he's got his best interest Arsenal. At the end of the day, he was uh, a director or vice chairman. I can't remember what his title was. Vice um, chairman. Vice chairman. Um, if Arsenal Wenger would have left, then it would have been an absolute catastrophe. But at the end of the day, vice chairman don't win your trophies. True enough. Managers and players win your trophies. So, you know, it's, uh, it's unsettling um, at, the, at the worst, at the best. Um, you still got Arsenal Wenger there, and uh, you know I wouldn't be panicking uh, too much if I was an Arsenal fan. It's just going to be interesting over the summer which way it pans out. True. Okay, Perry. Listen, we better leave it there, and um, mind you, don't go swerving off the road. Thanks very much. <laughs> All right. Talk <laughs> um, to you soon. Thanks. That was Perry Groves, and hopefully we can talk to Perry again at some stage uh, during the summer and get some reaction to all the transfers that we won't be making. Well, it'll be expert analysis of the no transfers that we make, you see. Anyway, um, just to tell you a little bit before we move on about OleOle.com, which sponsors uh, the Arsecast. It is a football community site where you can join up and post stories, and it's this whole Web 2 thing. Uh, it's 
interactive and groovy and things like that. But what you can do is you can go and uh, join up and you can uh, set up your own blog. You get a free blog if you want. So what you would do, for example, is set up a, a blog and then your blog would be at oleole.com forward slash blogs forward slash uh, whatever your username is. And your username can be anything, provided it's not been taken already. So it could be oleole.com forward slash blogs forward slash Ashley Cole stole my pen or oleole.com forward slash blogs uh, forward slash Ashley Cole beat up my brother for his lunch money. Or oleole.com forward slash blogs forward slash Ashley Cole is a little Chelsea scumbag. It's up to you. The possibilities are endless. And I can imagine there are any number of combinations of Ashley Cole is this, or Ashley Cole did that, or Ashley Cole wants to do this with that, or Ashley Cole wants to put this here or that there. You see what I mean? And it's free. So that's www.oleole.com Now then, the man in the bar is here uh, with another player history. Ah, hello, there you are again, Mr. Arsblog. What a funny old week we're after having. Firstly, you're laughing at the old Chelsea, remember? Ashley Cole, stick that up your fucking hole, you cuncha. Then had a bit of an old problem with me brother. Yeah, difficult situation. Remember that old Spike Milligan sketch where he's lying in the bath? And he got his toe stuck up the tap. Yeah. Well, same thing happened to him. Except it wasn't his toe. It was his Mickey. And it wasn't a tap. It was a priest. I know. Jesus, me poor old mother. 106 years of age. She is the wails out of her like a banshee. Anyway, we'll all have our crosses to bear in life. We'll talk to you this week about an Arsenal legend, as we always do this time. It's Pat Jennings, that's right, and he was a goalkeeper, so he was. And he was from Northern Ireland, but we won't hold that against him. And he played for Spurs, and we won't hold that against him much. Now, not many people know that Pat Jennings had the biggest hands in the entire world. Once when he was in school, an old prankster, a guy who loved the practical jokes, came up to Pat Jennings and said, Here, Pat Jennings, you know if your hand is as big as your face, you've got cancer. So Pat Jennings put his hand over his face and the young fella goes, Where the hell's Pat Jennings gone? All he can see is an enormous hand where Pat Jennings was. His hand covered his entire body. It was mental. Anyway, Pat joined Arsenal in 1977. The old Spurs thought he was finished and they sold him to Arsenal going, Ha-ha, we're selling him a Finnish goalkeeper. Not Finnish. Not from Finland, you clown. Finished. But he wasn't. He was still on top of his game and Big Pat played in loads of cup finals for Arsenal. Unfortunately, he he only won one of them. Now that I think about it, isn't a particularly good record. But anyway, he went to the World Cup in 1982 with Northern Ireland. And everybody remembers Pat Jennings for his long, beautiful, flowing locks. He had such beautiful curly hair. And there was that game against Brazil. And three goals went in against poor old Pat. He couldn't save any of them. He didn't stand a chance. But everybody admired his hair. You can tell a well a goalie by the way he wears his hair. He retired from Arsenal and from football in 1985. And unfortunately for Pat, he was seduced by the dark side. A bit like Luke Skywalker's evil twin who was killed at birth to stop him being evil. You see. And he went back to Spurs and did a bit of old goalkeeping coaching there. But as we can see, 
it hasn't done them very much good at all. <laughs> we'll just remember him for his big hands and his lovely, lovely hair. The man in the bar will be back with another player history on next week's Arscast. Now then, time for our bet of the week with thanks to bluesquare.com, which is www.bluesq.com. And if you don't have an account, you can sign up uh, via the Arsblog homepage. And when you make a couple of bets, Arsblog gets a couple of quid, so everybody's happy. This week, it's a topical one. 66 to 1 for either William Gallas or Ashley Cole, the little cunt, to score an own goal on Sunday. 66 to 1. Hmm. William Gallas. Chelsea said he would score an own goal. Maybe William Gallas is so fucking clever that in order to score an own goal against Chelsea and get away with it, he agitated for a move to a different club. And then playing for this club, he can score an own goal. Well, it won't be an own goal, technically, but in the, the mind of William Gallas, it's the perfect own goal. Nobody can point the finger at him. Nobody can say, hey, Gallus, that was an own goal. How could you score that against your own team? They, they can't do it. He's wearing a different shirt. The man is a genius, a misunderstood genius. Possibly. Uh, Ashley Cole to score an own goal? I think, I think, Ashburton Grove would just be the happiest place on earth if that happened, especially if it was in the 94th minute and the game was 1-1 and Cole hit a back pass from the halfway line and it hit Czech in the head and and knocked him unconscious again and went in, just trickled over the line. Or if Cole came running back to get it and and tried to get it like Phil Babb, you remember that famous occasion when Phil Phil Babb hit the the post between his legs, his bollocks, basically? That would be awesome. Ashley Cole, Chelsea left back, England international, and Boy Soprano. I think we could all live with that. So what do we think about the Chelsea game? Well, uh, at this moment in time, it being Thursday evening, when I'm recording this, we're, we're 50-50 uh, with regards to Rosicki, who could be an important player, in fairness, because he's quite good. Um, which, I suppose, would mean that if he doesn't make it, uh, Baptista will play. Uh, I'd know what to think about that, because he scored a goal last weekend. And it was probably the most difficult of the three chances that he had. Um, uh, he just lurches between good and, and completely awful. Um, overall, are Chelsea going to be on a downer after going out of the Champions League in such cruel circumstances? Are they? I think they might be. They've got to win to keep the title race alive. Uh, they'll know more uh, about what they have to do after Saturday, the Manchester Derby. If Manchester United win and Chelsea fail to win against us, then Manchester United win the league. So I suppose they're going to keep fighting by the very nature of Chelsea, by the players they have, the manager they have. They're not going to give it up. They might be pissed off. They might be upset. They might be traumatized by going out of the Champions League. But that doesn't mean we're going to have it easy. On the other hand, there is this statistic, isn't there, that since Mourinho has been in charge, Arsenal have never beaten Chelsea, which is an amazing uh, statistic, really, considering the record we had against Chelsea uh, for a large number of years. And it, reminded me, it reminds me a little bit of, of when we had the problem with Liverpool, and we couldn't beat Liverpool for love nor money out. I don't think we beat them for about six years. 
Eventually, though, eventually, uh, that has to change. We have to win one of these days, and I just kind of have a sneaky feeling that we're going to do them this time. So we are. I hope so, anyway. Um, because what that will do is is um, it'll annoy Ashley Cole, <laughs> even though he probably won't be playing and probably won't even be in the ground. Uh, although I really hope he is, and I really hope he does play, because I'd love someone to, you know, kick him very hard over and over again. <sighs> I'd love for him to hear what the crowd think of him. He deserves it. And then he deserves to be taken round the back and shot in the face with a cannon. You hear that? That's a fucking fly. Ah, it's a wasp. It's going near my anus. Ah! Fuck off, wasp. It's gone out the window. My ring piece is safe. Hurrah! That, if nothing else, is a good omen for Sunday's game. Um, if anybody in Dublin uh, wants to come and have a pint, there's a few of us meeting up. We're meeting in Toast in Rathmines to watch the game and um, have a beer. And given that it's a bank holiday weekend, we might have two beers. So there you go. If you fancy coming along to have a beer with Ars Blog uh, on Sunday, you're more than welcome to do that. Toast in Rathmines is the place. Now, is there anything else to talk about? Uh, uh, we could talk about beer. If you're coming on Sunday, I I'll quite happily let you buy me a beer. I'm very good. I, I don't mind. I'm I'm very open to people buying me beer. It's a big failing in my life, I suppose. But 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 I'll I'll still have one. So see you on Sunday. Yeah, I'll be the guy in the the red t-shirt, the cooking with Fabregas t-shirt. I think that's what I'll wear on Sunday, uh, because everyone will go. That's a cool t-shirt. I must buy you a beer, and I'll have to say, oh look, I already have four or five pints here. Look, no, I can't. I'll go on then. It would be uh, rude, wouldn't it, not to accept a beer from somebody? Uh, there's nothing else really to talk about right now. Uh, we could possibly talk about the FA fining Arsene Wenger again. And, and the first time Arsene got fined this season, they said, listen, Mr. Wenger, um, we're warning you as to your future conduct. Here's a big fine and, and, and a warning. Don't do that again. And then he got fined again, and they said, look, seriously, here's a fine, but look, sir, your, your future conduct, you've got to behave yourself from now on. That's it. You, be, you misbehave again, and we're gonna, you're going to your room. No TV, no PlayStation, no supper, nothing. In fact, we'll make you read Great Expectations. That's what we'll do, unless you behave yourself. And he's just got fined again, two and a half thousand pounds. And they said, look, honest to God, this is the last time. That's it. No more. If you think we were messing the last couple of times when we told you that, that that's it, uh, we censure you. But that's it. No, we were just messing the last couple of times. But this time we're really, really, really serious. No more. Given their, 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 their history on this thing, where initially they said, that's it. And then the second time they said, look, no more. And the third time they said, Arsene could probably, he could probably go onto the pitch, kick Graham Pole in the bollocks, get the two linesmen, get their two heads and go knock them together, then piss on them, call them child rapists, say the FA is run by a bunch of cunts who are self-serving and are going to go out in the piss every night for about three years on the 5.5 million that they've just fined West Ham. 
And they'd still say, look, seriously, Arsene, here's a fine of, you know, £4.50. Just don't do it again, will you? Because next time you're in big, big trouble, you're grounded, Arsene. I don't know. F.A.? Anyway, look, I'm waffling at this stage. I'm just fucking talking shite. So um, with that, I'll bid you uh, farewell until the next Arscast. We will be back next Friday with another one, uh, the final one of, of this particular season, because next Sunday is the final day of the season, unless I'm completely and utterly mistaken due to the number of pints that I've had tonight. But I think next next Sunday is the final day of the season. Um so that'll be the final cast of this particular season, but we'll make some stuff up and keep it going during the summer. So look, uh, have a good weekend. Chelsea, go fuck yourselves. Ashley Cole, shove it up your fucking arse, you little bastard. And uh, we'll have you on Sunday, whether you play or not. So that's it. Keep your fingers crossed for a good result on Sunday. Talk to you all next week on the blog and on next week's cast. Goodbye, little arslings. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.